Today's conversation is one of those that transpires when you find two kindred spirits who have similar but different journeys and have learned a lot of stuff along the way. Today, I am joined by Amy Arner, who is otherwise known as the Boss Mama. She's a seasoned registered nurse, wife, and boy mom who became a certified trauma-informed life and business coach, hypnotherapist, and human design guru in order to help other multi-passionate women break free from the generational patterns, beliefs, and habits, robbing them of peace, confidence, and success they crave in their relationships, careers, and motherhood. And I have to say, our conversation is one that I hope serves and inspires you on many levels. We get into things that we don't normally talk about in the healing space, including spirituality and inner work and how you really start to make that shift away from looking outside yourself to first looking within yourself, which if you've been listening to the show for long enough, you know, I argue is key to us really truly healing. So I hope you enjoy and let's dive in. Welcome to the Selfless Syndrome Show, where we help women executives and entrepreneurs rise through adversity, connect to their intuition, transform their hormones, and get their energy back. This is the show where we go beyond asking, how do I treat my symptoms? And instead examine, how do I truly heal, transform my hormones, and change my life? We are here to bring you outside the box ideas, interviews, and action steps focused in the areas of health, relationships, and our career, all three of which have a huge impact on our hormones. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley. I'm your host, mentor, speaker, author, entrepreneur, and thought leader on hormones and work-life balance for high-achieving women. I'm also a wife, mom, and stepmom to four boys and a furball, and I'm a woman whose own life experience and journey from adversity and the resulting hormonal chaos to finding hormonal harmony has led to me helping other women break with convention and find the tools they need to not just survive, but thrive. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Amy, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited. Cannot wait to just dive into this with you. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, I think I'm going to start with you have a journey that I've talked about a bit on the show, which is the transition from like Western medicine world into not Western medicine world and, uh, you know, healing and, you know, some of these more, what I call like integrative modalities and stuff. So I'm curious just to hear what that journeys looked like for you and how you've ended up doing what it is that you do today. If you're open to sharing that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so the cliff notes of that, the uh, cliff note version of that is, you know, I've always, I think, you know, just grew up in a world where we just trusted traditional medicine. I think I was Mm -hmm. from a young age, you know, my mom worked in a hospital and I remember going to the hospital and just being around that culture and feeling like that was just, that was my, that was safe. That was what I knew. And, um, we went to the doctor, we, did all the, you know, vaccinations, all that kind of thing. So I kind of grew up, I think having Western medicine or my idea of Western medicine kind of on a pedestal. I didn't question it. I didn't think anything different of it. Um, until I kind of, you know, I always have felt this pull like to 
I've always known that whatever I'm here to do on this earth, it's meant to help people in some way. I've always felt Mm -hmm. very intuitively guided in that. Um, But, you know, also was very much, (laughs) what can I do with a career that is going to, you know, maybe help me meet both of those, those needs of needing to pay my bills and provide for myself while also being of service. And so, you know, I, I started out kind of just diving right into whatever I could do with medicine. And I actually began in a PA program, physician assistant program. Mm -hmm. And um, not really knowing anything different or not knowing really that that's what I wanted to do, but just that that's what was there. And I, I really feel like that's important to share because I feel like it's just like blinded faith. Like I didn't, I never, it's just that, that ignorance of like, we don't really question what's there. We don't really question what we know because it's what we know. And that was very much how I went in to into the field of medicine. That's very much how I went into my career. So, um, you know, I started out in PA program and I actually got kicked out my first year because I didn't meet the grade requirements. I got a D in bio and chem my first quarter. There went by a quarter system, which is, I've never heard of that any other at many colleges, but I know most colleges traditionally go by semesters. Well, they went by a quarter system. So I had a pivot and I ended up pivoting and, um, you know, next again, next in line, well, if I can't be a PA, well, what can I be? And so I applied to nursing school, got in. And again, I feel like I had a very misconstrued um, perception of like what medicine was because in nursing school, we're taught to, you know, we were taught the holistic approach. We were taught to treat people you know, by looking at their whole self. And I was in love with that. That spoke very much to what I believe and wanted and like what I was actually feeling called to do when with, you know, I felt like that was, you know, taking care of the mind, body, and the spirit, taking care of the whole. But that's just not what medicine is. That's not what um, traditional medicine actually is. It's, um very much corporate. It's very much fast paced and supply demand. You know, you have a problem, we fix the problem, but it's not really looking anything that much deep, anything deeper than the surface level. And so very, very, very early on in my nursing career, pretty much immediately, I felt that like, whoa, like, what am I in here? Like, what did I get myself Mm -hmm. into? I felt very misaligned from the very beginning and kind of like I was just like wearing a costume. <laughs> like I was <laughs> in costume doing what I had to do, but then I would go home and I was, you know, feeling very much of how I feel like my patients feel. I'm sure your patients feel just like they're kind of running down a treadmill and they never get off and um, not really understanding even how that was taking a toll on my own self and my own health and my own energy. Um, But the longer and longer, you know, I've been a nurse for 10 years now and it was just like, you know, I think I did what most people do is we just kind of keep looking for a fix. Like, so I would just change, Mm -hmm. I changed jobs like every two years thinking, Oh, maybe it's just not the right place. It's just not the right culture. It's just not the right hospital. And 
nothing really ever seemed to change. And that's where I more and more just kind of, it, it was like this slow awakening that took many years, but just like I had to be the, I was the guinea pig. I was, the, I was the first, the one that had to go first and experience it myself. And it really didn't hit home for me just how, like, how, like, it didn't really become clear to me that this was my path until I actually um, became a mom. Because leading up to that point, I was, again, still very much focused on the surface level type of what I thought health Mm -hmm. was, which was exercise, eat, you know, diet, which of course, diet is very important. Um, Mm -hmm. Exercise movement is very important. But I, I really was not connecting the dots of like understanding the deeper level, the source of where, where that you, I didn't, it didn't connect yet that, you know, you can do all you want on the outside, but it's never going to change what's happening on the inside until you switch that approach and you start working from that inside out. So after I became a mom, I really, um, that's when I really started to kind of crumble because now it wasn't just me. I, I was responsible for these others. I was responsible for this other human. And it was that over, like, it was just like that, like overpour of, from my cup, you know, that really is what made it like unavoidable. Uh, Like I could no, I could no longer not see that I just couldn't keep going the way that I was going, that something was wrong, like something was off. What what I was doing wasn't working. And it was actually my, I, I the way it manifested was, of course, I, I really, I was really struggling with anxiety, something that I had felt like I could, had kind of gotten a handle on. Um, I've struggled with it most of my life. I now understand much more clearly why I struggled <laughs> or why I struggle with anxiety. Um, but th- that to say, it really took a deep dive. And um, I do know and believe I did also experience postpartum. So it was like this huge mess of multiple factors. And But one of the physical things that manifested from all that was extreme lower back pain. Um, and I just wasn't able to function. Like I, 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 I was getting through my day, but it was, it was a struggle. It was really painful. And it was to the point where I did, you know, I, I was just like, I need somebody, I need help. And so I ended up finding, um, getting into my local chiropractor office. And it was probably a couple of months after going to him that again, I would, I would, he'd adjust me. I leave literally by the time I got home, the back pain would be back. I'd have like that short of relief. And I was just going like almost weekly. And he finally said to me one day that he didn't think that he's like, I, he's like, I really believe like this isn't, I can adjust you all you, I I want, but you're going to keep having the back pain because this is an emotional issue. This is an emotionally sourced physical ailment. And that was like the lightning bulb moment for me of, oh my God, like I, like that I've been doing it all wrong. Like I've been looking at this, you know, not that I'm doing it all wrong, but that I've been approaching this in a completely backwards way. And it was, and even at that time, I, I went back to 
Um, so my specialty, my background with nursing is mostly critical care. So mostly like uh, ICU setting and, you know, so we're dealing with the sickest of the sick, the ultimate, you know, presentation of a compound effect typically of illness. And it became just, again, so much like more apparent, like it was like, I just broke open and I finally realized like the problem here, you know, we can have nurses pump out nurses all we want, but if we don't, we can't slow down or if we can't shift the cultural perception of health, then this overflow of patients, this overcrowding of hospitals, this vicious, awful cycle that we find are in is never going to stop. And it was that, that was when my, my calling really shifted. And I realized that I was really always being pulled more to preventative health and really waking people up to these, you know, Eastern medicine practices, these holistic practices for them to really take back, you know, control of their health and livelihood. So that's the, not a cliff note version, but (laughs) no, no, it was really good. And I mean, I think our listeners are interested in this too, because, you know, we can pull parts of your stories from, from many directions. And I have my background as a chiropractor where I, I totally burned out, but you know, we, I think we all hit those moments where something happens where we're no longer able to tolerate whatever we've been dealing with. Right. Like I had a similar situation with my son, um, being born, he was actually born five weeks early. And the whole reason was because I was in a toxic work environment, uh, like highly toxic. The guy went to jail for 25 years, kind of toxic. Mm-hmm. And, but it was like, I was tolerating that until he came into the world. And then I was like, oh, heck no. Like, I just, I yeah. can't do this anymore. And, you know, for our listeners, like you really want to examine and look at in those moments, because we've all had them. Like it could be a birth of a child. It could be an illness, it could be some, the death of somebody. Like, how are you choosing to navigate that? Are you actually making the choice to exit and to pivot or to, you know, wake up and do something differently? Or are you burying your head in the sand to keep going the way you've been going? Yeah. And I really do think it's kind of like why I mentioned what I, I mentioned in the beginning was that I hate the word ignorance because it makes it makes it sound like makes it sound like you're like you're a bad like you're ignorant like you're a bad person but it's not it's just yeah. it's 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 yeah it's that lack of um it's like rose-colored glasses you just you don't mm-hmm. want to challenge the status quo I, I get that like I get not really feeling like you have the energy to challenge what you know because you just feel like you already have so much on your plate but it mm-hmm. really is about what for me at least it really came down to like no I love myself like I love myself too much to be this version of myself that I like I can't stand like I just you know and and it's then I think that's that deeper knowing or it's that intuitive knowing that voice within you it's like this isn't me you know like this isn't this isn't who I'm here to be I'm you know, I'm not, I shouldn't, it doesn't have to be this way. I think that's kind of like, always like, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't feel this hard. I shouldn't feel this way. I'm, you know, at the time I was 31, 32 years old and it was just like, Mm -hmm. gosh, like, 
this just can't be it. Yeah. And it's a hard realization to have, right? And mm-hmm. like, I, I went through the same thing around the same age. I think I was 32, 33 when my whole world blew up. And, you know, to your point about the rose-colored glasses, it's there's a saying that I learned early in my 20s when I first started doing kind of like personal development work. But it's like, we know what we know and we know what we don't know. But there's that's only a very small piece of the pie. There's this whole world that we don't even know that we don't know. <laughs> and so it's being willing to step into that. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I was just thinking about, because I know a lot of my listeners tend to have similar backgrounds for me, but, you know, I came to Christianity kind of late in life. Mm-hmm. And then as I was starting to learn a lot of Eastern approaches in my integrative medicine program, it really challenged like my worldview and belief system. And what I found really interesting is that in what the Western world and Western medicine and like Westernized Christianity, we have completely divorced the spiritual from healing wow. and from, from like our overall health and well-being. And it's such an integral part. And I think it's why our health looks the way it does. And we have overcrowding in hospitals because there's just no space or permission for those conversations. And it doesn't mean you're opening yourself up to like Eastern, you know, gods or, or views or any of that it's like i feel so much more connected to god the way i understand god of the christian model yeah. since i started doing this kind of you know work on healing yeah. meaning more of the internal like there's a lot that we can do on our own that's not a pill or a diet or yeah. medication not like those things don't matter but it's not right. the whole picture so you know it's so powerful that you brought that up because yeah like i went <laughs> I, my same here, my whole life, I have never, I've never really had a traditional um, religion, traditional religious relationship. Like I know again, and like, you know, my mom always wanted me to, you know, she always took me to church. We tried a couple different churches Mm -hmm. growing up and I was the only one in my family willing to go with her. But (laughs) it's because again, I think, you know, in my soul, I've always felt pulled or like, I've always felt open and like that there is something more. There is like, there is this other aspect of ourselves and, um, and we have that connection and I always remained open to it. And it was actually, I think one of the many reasons why I was led to nursing and why all that happened for me, because when I went, I went to a Methodist college. (laughs) I went (laughs) to a Methodist college and I was able to learn about religion as, you know, from that standpoint, you know, New Testament, Old Mm -hmm. Testament, all that stuff. I was finally able to like start building that relationship that I never really had an opportunity to. And again, I think it's one of the many reasons why I look back. I, I just loved my nursing school experience because I feel like I was having all aspects of myself, like finally kind of coming online a little bit, you know, like I was able to express this um, part of me that does know that there is more, you know, that there is so much more out there and we are connected and when there is a higher power, but I do believe that it comes down to you, um, you know, intuitively trusting yourself more than you trust anything else and being and with that, I feel like you will open yourself up to creating a relationship, whatever that is for you, source, God, you know, universe, whatever you want to call it. It's it's this connection that there's this other part of me that if I'm not, you know, in alignment with that, 
as well as everything else, there's always going to be that kink. There's always going to be something off. There's always going to be that resistance within you because that's where I feel like, you know, that's where we are susceptible to falling into fear and falling into, um, you know, conditioning, propaganda, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, I think that's where we fall into, you know, chasing diets and chasing the next thing that the media is pushing at us because, and this is something I I talked about in my programs and now I'm starting to speak more and and going to do more workshops and stuff, but it's like, where does your truth come from? Mm-hmm. you know and really getting grounded in that and for a lot of us it's coming from something out here in the world that like we can see tangibly yeah. but that's also like how do we know to trust that is that reality and the only one who really truly like in my world this is what works for me you know god is who says who i am and yeah. honestly a lot of us believe a lot of lies about ourselves like that vision of us is much more powerful than <laughs> than we tend to give ourselves credit for And I feel like we are in such a powerful time. I mean, we really are um, in a shift of moving out of this material world paradigm into more of an, like, that's literally what's happening. You know, I, did I, did I, do we, do, am I even, have I always been consciously aware of like how that's actually happening? No, but I do get that now that that's, it's really like a calling in my eyes, everything that's happening in our world and our hospitals, everything I think is pulling us to go inward and pulling us to really um, pause and evaluate and dig in and really on go come back to the source, come back to ourselves and understand that we, we all play a part. Our, our individual selves affects everything. Um, on a larger, grander scale, and that the more we can take back that power for ourselves, take back control of our own life, can take back control of our health, take back control of our mindset, everything, we can make a difference. And, and it's, you know, I'm always talking about that with my own clients of just, you know, I focus, I work a lot with moms, I work a lot with, um, I work a lot with mothers. And because it's your, your, um, what's the word? Nuclear family, like your impact on your nuclear family is so much bigger than you realize. Like, I know we, we know that we have power as mothers, but it's just even recognizing that you have the power to heal your family and like from, from you without force, without convincing, without doing really anything other than you focusing on yourself without you healing yourself uncovering like you said the things that where do you place your worth your your identity outside of you and the more that we can heal that and the more we can let go of that and really get back to understanding who we truly are and giving ourselves what we need figuring out what we really need the more we are allowing our family our ourselves to we're we're embodying that for other people to to see and to practice for themselves. And um, it's really played the biggest role. And I know you shared your story with me and part of that story that I shared in the beginning, it wasn't just motherhood, but it was also my marriage. You know, my marriage literally was on the verge of divorce because, you know, from the inside out, my family was falling apart because I was falling apart. And I, if I couldn't, I couldn't really show, 
show up for myself, I I definitely wasn't showing up with, with my marriage. You know, I couldn't see clearly um, my, like, I couldn't do, you know. So it really came down to a moment of surrendering, of understanding that, no, I'm going to choose to love myself to, for better, for worse. I'm going to heal for me, you know, for me first and foremost. And then I can start to rebuild a, a life that actually, like, supports that supports me supports the life I really want to live and that first starts with how you want to feel yeah and that I mean that's such a huge and powerful shift and I just want to make sure everyone's hearing this because I I talk about this so much and it's such it's so counterintuitive to the world we've grown up in and you know our culture to put yourself first this is like the whole concept behind what I talk about with self-less syndrome you know but it it takes realizing that no one else in your circle, your, your family, your inner vicinity is going to be okay. If mom's not okay (laughs) And to get okay, mom, you know, we have to be willing to put ourselves first for a little while, not in a selfish way, but in a way that makes us show up as our best selves for the people that we love and the things that we care about. Like, it can be a hard shift. it's, It's such a hard shift. And you know what it is too? It's, it's really just allowing your, it's for me, the hardest part or the biggest revelation, I guess you, I could say is it's really just allowing myself to be human and allowing myself mm-hmm. to um, stop trying to hide or suppress who I am, what I feel. And in, in, in when I say suppress, I mean like shaming myself for what, who I am, what I feel and and just liberating myself to be a human. And um, because I feel like that's where the damage is done, not just to ourselves, our own bodies, our nervous system, but within our families, you know, the more we Mm -hmm. suppress ourselves and um, deny ourselves what we want, what we need, what we're like, that's the energy our children are picking up. That's, that's where, you know, the frustration, the the bitterness, the resentment, um, the burnout, all of that starts to be projected out to everyone else around us. Yeah. And it started because we weren't, you know, we're trying to be someone, be something we think we need to be when really all we we ever need to do is be ourselves. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, like yesterday, I, <laughs> I didn't have a great day, you know, I didn't have the greatest mm-hmm. day. And I used to think that if I didn't have a great day or if there was a day that I just particularly, you know, I'm just not really enjoying this today. I'm not really enjoying, <laughs> not really enjoying the, the attitude, you know, I'm just not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying being a mom today. And I used to feel like, oh my God, who are you forever thinking that? And mm-hmm. I think in it, and it actually was a very profound thing because even in all this, you know, these years that I've been, you know, years I've been a mom, I've, I have a two and a half year old, so like that's a long, <laughs> but in the years that I've been on this journey for myself and even like in my coaching business, I don't think I've ever said that out loud, that there are days I don't mm-hmm. like being a mom. And, and it's like, you can love being a mother 
and still have parts of it that you don't like. You can love your job and have parts of it you don't like. You can love your husband and have parts of him you don't like, you know? It's just like you can love yourself and have parts of you that you don't necessarily like. And that's okay. And that's needed because if we don't have parts of ourselves or things that we don't necessarily like, if we can't acknowledge that, if we can't accept that, then we're never, we're not growing. If we, we're not giving ourselves an opportunity to, Hey, you know, you know, yesterday it's like, well, shit. Yeah. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't really like sleep. (laughs) No wonder I don't really (laughs) like today. You know, or like recognizing, oh, I'll, I think I'm ready for more support, more help, more, you know, I need, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I need more daycare, you know, maybe that's because, you know, because I'm not having space to rest. I'm not having space to, yeah. it's, it's a symptom, right? It's not, and, it, and what our thoughts are, our thoughts, our feelings, they only mean what we make them mean. And for a long time, I made that mean something really nasty about myself. I attached mm-hmm. my worthiness to what I thought a good mom was or what I thought other people's perception or of a good mom was. And um so I really feel like, you know, same thing with, you know, my relationship, my marriage. It's just like I the more I, I the more I've stopped hiding that I'm ha- you know what I'm feeling the more opportunity it has for me to receive and have that support and have him show up for me. You know, it's like understanding that you're giving people an opportunity to show up, to rise, to, um, you're, you're allowing their, their best selves to come out, you know? Um, I don't know. I caught a fun a tangent there, but <laughs> so. no, no, it's good. So <laughs> I was just thinking through all this, it, you know, we have like this image of what we're supposed to look like. Right. And there's some crazy stats that I think I've shared on here before, but you know, some of them are like women today, working women do just as much housework today as we did a hundred years ago. Um, when we stayed at home and women today who are working spend more time with their kids than stay at home moms did in the 1970s. Like they've done statistical research showing this stuff and yeah and so I think it's important to realize like we're operating we're operating in this place where like women have expanded our roles and stepped out of the home which is where we were always you know supposed to be but it's challenging like generations of identity and you know we operate out of guilt or you know and like the whole like you know you have to look like Pinterest mom and have it all put together and like you have your hair like you you look beautiful today by the way like, oh, I, you know I threw my hair up because I didn't actually take a shower this morning before we started doing this if you're watching the video you can laugh at me um but you know it's like that need to fulfill some perception like where is that coming from and is that actually reality and like isn't the whole point of life to learn and grow and expand inside of being human and in our humanness and part of that is to just acknowledge and allow for the parts of ourselves that are human because that perfection thing is not human I would say yeah yeah we're not robots or even like that you know what it is you know it is it's um it's that badge of super mom and superwoman and because I definitely know that was you know we just, we want, we, we can do it all. We can, mm-hmm. 
We can do it all. We can do whatever we want. But it's understanding we don't have to and really releasing that off of our shoulders. And, you know, and it's not even just that we don't have to, is that we don't really want to, but we just won't admit it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, and it's that, it's that, that is the big, one of the biggest, like, if you want to talk about anger, frustration, bitterness, resentment, that we as mothers, like are carrying around on a day to day, it's coming from that, Mm -hmm. coming from forcing ourselves to do things we want, we don't want to do, but we Mm -hmm. can. So we just do it. And I think what you're saying is exactly right. One of the biggest things that I work on with my clients is letting go of those generational patterns and letting go of those generational beliefs because man, you know, we, we, it comes back down to you and you, you and you alone, like you can't compare your life's journey to your mom's life's journey to your grandmother's to her great her grandma or her mom's her grandmother's whatever different different times different different circumstances different generations everything we are always changing and yet we hold on to so much of the past you know and it really creates so much um it blocks so much of, of, of our own joy, our peace, our satisfaction with our lives, because we're always looking to the past or what we don't have and, or the future. We're never really feeling satiated and enough with where we are here now. And yeah. Um, yeah, so that's a big part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even, you know, I've the last few months been doing some of this work of like healing generational stuff and like my own trauma and and diving pretty deep in that and there's also this level of like lack of safety it's like we have these these patterns running us where like it's never safe and so we a lot of the things that hold us back are because it doesn't feel safe because it didn't feel safe you know seven generations ago when it was realistically not safe but now it's not and so it's almost like we have to go through this process of bringing ourselves online like in the here and now (laughs) and being like this is okay it's okay for a woman to have a voice it's okay for you know a woman to not have it all together (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's um yeah I think the biggest and like the part I think a majority of what I do like when I work with a client especially my one-on-one clients is really the longest part and the hardest part is taking cutting away everything you're not it's really about Mm -hmm. like really letting go like peeling back the layers of everything that you it it does not actually align with you your values you know your identity um you know even like looking at your income your relationships like your Mm -hmm. career like really getting honest with yourself of like like is this what is this for you or is this for someone else was this guided by your intuition or was this guided by a you know, a belief or should or something that you felt forced. Cause like so when you can peel all that away, it's it finally will leave you the space to mm-hmm. fill in what's actually true for you and and allow you to then rebuild something that actually feels safe and actually feels good. Yeah. Because um but it's about that it's relearning. It's a lot of relearning. And and I think if there's anything that my what I my 
my hope and I guess with why I, I focus so much on mothers and why it's so passionate for me is because I don't want to repeat what I, I don't want it to be so hard for my children to, to change and evolve and grow throughout their lifetime. I don't want them to have to spend 30 years struggling. I want them to know that they are always changing. They, they can always change and that, you know, they, that's their power. That's their ability to change their mind, to be human, to, you know, go their own path. And I think that's something that we've all forgot, you know, Western medicine and, and just the society of our, that we have grown up in and has really tried to convince us that it's all, what we need is outside of us and what yeah. is outside of us. And it's really, yeah. it's really getting rid yeah. of all of that. Yeah. There are tools out there that are great, but you know, I, I really made a big shift because it's like, I've known intuitively what I do for you probably forever because pieces of it come that has, came out as my in my work as a chiropractor it came out in my work as a coach and yeah. in functional medicine yeah. but it was like I was always like putting a label that the world accept, uh, you know accepts out in front of what I actually do mm -hmm. and this last year I finally had that shift of like yeah we can stop doing that and you know tearing yourself down in that way like I, I don't know if you've had this experience but I've kind of arrived at this abyss of like I don't know who I am <laughs> and, and but that being okay like it's terrifying and it's also really mm. exciting because you get to really create who you are in the world and, and what yeah. you're up to from it's really creating from nothing like there's an infinite world out there where none of the stuff that we allow to define us and put us in the box is there anymore oh I and hate boxes I hate <laughs> and it's I so freeing boxes. to be in that place of like yeah it really is. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like a uncharted ter territory. And I feel uh, one of my mentors, she calls it untethered, you know, you're untethered yeah. from all that you, you know, the cords are cut. You're not attached to, there's nothing holding you back. You're just allowed to yeah. be. And, um, I think that's, really such a freeing place to be. Um, and that's really where I feel like we're meant to be. We're meant to work from that space. And I, and I really think yeah. that if there's one thing I want people to take away, it's this remembering that wherever you're feeling those feelings of frustration, bitterness, resentment, anger, those are the clues, you know, those are the symptoms of some, like start there, look there. Like if it's, yeah. if it's, look at those things and start to ask yourselves why, like, why is, why do I feel this way? Or why is this coming up? Like, what is this, what here doesn't actually like, is this what I want? Is, does this actually like give me what I'm needing? And if it, the answer is no to give yourself, you know, do honor it, to explore it, honor, to explore how you can start making changes or, ask for help and how you can start to work back. You know, sometimes that's what we need to do. We have to start work backwards and then we start to learn. Okay. Now I can, I can flip it around and start to work from within. But, um, that's the, that was the most helpful thing for me. It's just, yeah. you know, start to follow the trail. Yeah. 
And I will say from personal experience, you know, especially for our high achievers on this call, like it can be challenging to stop and ask why you have a certain emotion or even tune in to yourself enough to like realize that's what's going on. Like the more I've done this work, you know, I've recently unearthed what I can only describe as like a box of rage that lives in my pelvis and it's like ready to come out, but it's every repressed emotion, thought, feeling, because I, I spent my childhood, you know, with it not being safe to share my feelings. So that's just been my MO for my entire life. And it's like, I peeled back enough layers to finally be ready for that. And I'm like, okay, but how can, how do we titrate this so that I don't, you know, terrify yeah. my children and my husband and yeah. <laughs> yeah. beat something up? <laughs> that's such a powerful thing. Because yes, the universe is only, is only ever going to give you what you're ready for. Yeah. And it's going to start where, yeah, again, with what you're ready for and, and the journey never ends. I think that's one of the things is, but you're always going to keep receiving the next thing that you're ready to heal the next, you know, um, yeah. Like I myself recently, um, uncovered some, like, I never, I never called it sexual trauma. I never even identified it as sexual trauma. But yeah, I acknowledged a lot of some sexual trauma that I experienced in my 20s. And um, it just kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and I realized it was one of the major reasons why I was still not feeling um, as like safe in my marriage, you know, like, because, you know, we don't, we don't want to repeat things from our past. I never, I didn't want to go back to the pain I felt when our marriage was at our worst, but therefore as you heal, you know, the ceiling, you bust through these glass ceilings, like you, you can't go backwards. You can't, what's the word? What's the expression? You can't, oh, once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. You know, once you wake up to your, to who you are, you can't go back to who you're not. And like I said in the beginning, like you changing is going to elevate everyone around you. And what I was realizing is, okay, I'm elevating. I've elevated over here in my career, I've elevated in myself, but now it's back to my marriage. Okay. How do I elevate our relationship to where I really want it to be? And that's where that was able to come through. And I realized that, well, I don't actually feel safe to have that kind of marriage with him yet you know, because I've got, and here's why, <laughs> like the universe is like, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. And it was actually, you know, me being able to, like you said, me being able to be vulnerable um, with him as, you know, and just recognizing the pattern in my relationships that's always been there, but did I see it clearly? Could I see the pattern? No. And yeah, it yeah. was only because I, I, like you said, because I have gone, come this far and done this work yeah, that I was prepared to see it, accept it and start to release it. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, but your intuition knows, you know, your body knows if you're listening to this and you're feeling like if something's coming up for you, it's coming to the forefront, then that's your, that's your clue. That's your, that's your guidance of like, let's start here. You know, um, this is where we begin. This is what needs, that's, this is what most immediately 
needs your attention and you'll just keep going from there. Yeah. Yeah. And really trusting that guidance. You know, this is something I've started. We could talk for hours, so we're going to wrap up after this. Yes, point, yes. But, <laughs> but, you know, something I've been bringing into my business and into other areas is just like really checking in with that guidance because it's so easy to get bogged down and overwhelmed and like, oh my God, I have so much to do. Or like, I have like, I'm super creative. So it's like, I have 50 million things I want to implement like right yeah. now. And it's like, <laughs> let's pick one um but you know for those listening it can be really foreign to start to tune into yourself that way and chances are if you're anything like me you've ignored the inner wisdom and the inner voice for a long time and you know there's only been moments where you've allowed her to really come through but the more you can start to let her lead and guide you because she's really you know your truth and connected to whatever your source of of power really is and she won't lead you astray yeah so yeah, Absolutely. you just have to learn to trust. Okay, well, I, like there's so many more topics we could have done into here. We might have to do a part two. But where can um, where can women go to connect with you if they just want to, you know, yeah. get more of your light? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you, and I agree we yeah. could talk forever. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I I most prominently am over on Instagram at she is boss mama, <laughs> and. Love it. Just how you say it. She is boss mama. And um, I do you or you can find me on my website at lovelylifetribeco.com. And yeah, I have a few different ways you can work with me. Um, I offer one-to-one human design readings, one-to-one coaching. I have a few different programs um, depending on what you're looking for. So I would love to connect, love to interact with you here. Even like if this resonated with you, I'd love to to hear about it. So yeah, you can come find me over there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun for me. Um, and hopefully our listeners, get, I'm sure that you all will get something out of it as well. But I hope yeah, so. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Selfless Syndrome Show. It is for listeners like you that I continue to show up every week to share new ideas, interviews, and action steps on rising through adversity, connecting to your intuition, getting your energy back, and balancing your hormones. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review. You can do this on whatever platform you are joining us from. This helps us continue to grow and reach even more women around the world. Also, while I love showing up and sharing my deep thoughts with you, I'd also love to connect with you and get to know what questions you have and would like answers to. Visit www.selflesssyndrome.show, that's S-E-L-F-E-S-S-S-Y-N-D-R-O-M-E dot show, and send me an email or leave me a message. I will answer your question on an upcoming episode. Again, that's www.selflesssyndrome.show. There, you can also get connected, check out previous episodes, watch video of the show, and much more. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, continue breaking with convention and taking action one step at a time. Mm -hmm.